welcome to Nerd News Now for February 8th, 7th, something. It's still 2021. We're still all in lockdown. doesn't matter. Do dates even matter anymore? I don't know. But I'm here with uh, Miss Jen, with Kyle, and with Brainy. Um, does everyone have, or does anyone have, a Super Bowl hangover? Because I'm not sure if, like, you know, the term nerds and, you know, has always been thrown out there in popular culture as someone who's not into sports, but I'm a sports nerd. So, and I don't really think that that's a very rare thing anymore. So I, for one, was very into the Super Bowl uh, last night, but was, uh, does anyone else have a Super Bowl hangover? Miss Jen, For legal reasons, I won't call it a hangover, and I won't say that uh, I have a big game. Um, I'm waiting for the payout from the big game, but I'm waiting for my payout from the big game. <laughs> yeah. um, so you finally won that 25 cents, right? Uh, if if I only won 25 cents, that would have been last year's big game. Um, <laughs> this year's big game, I did significantly better. I uh, I'm not going to call myself a degenerate gambler. <laughs> But when it comes to the Super Bowl, I totally am. I bet on I I bet on everything from the length of the national anthem to the coin flip, to the first beverage commercial, to the actual game itself. Um, and this year was weird because like the beverage commercials weren't actually about beverages; they're about getting a COVID vaccine. Uh huh. Like, so it's like, does that really count as a Pepsi commercial? No, but I wish as soon as the the second they like make like a Pepsi vaccine drink, I'm drinking it. I would prefer <laughs> to be like a, a Monster Energy, uh, but you know, what, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. But no, I uh, I don't have a hangover from it, but uh, it was definitely a good night. Glad to and, hear. Uh, well, so wait, what what color Gatorade did you bet that was going to be poured out? Uh, I didn't bet the Gatorade this year oh, because in recent favorite. years it's been blue and those aren't the, that isn't hasn't been an option. Like I've gotten I've I've gotten like a no bet because they dumped blue Gatorade on the coach and the only options were green or were orange, yellow, or green. Or whatever. I'm like, really? That was a waste of time. <laughs> so this I just year, didn't bet it this year. At this year, it would have been kind of obvious. Like if Casey had one, it would you know they could pour red Gatorade out, and if the Bucks, then orange. But um, yeah, they don't always make all of those colors available. I would say if you didn't vote on the Gatorade color, you're not a degenerate. But that's my opinion. Well, I I did take the over on the national anthem, and I took tails on the coin toss, and. You know, I've bet that the first penalty would be against Kansas City. You know, like all of these little things that nobody thinks to bet about, I like to bet about. Well, I mean, so, someone I out there the least keys every, at least five minutes. Yeah, so like, someone out there has to be thinking of everything to be able to put that bet on the board, right? It's true, it's true. But like, you know, not everybody wants to. Not everybody wants to waste their money betting on Alicia Keys making a meal out of, you know, her segment or. You know, uh, that everybody is going to try to outdo Whitney Houston on the national anthem. But I'm your Huckleberry. If you love, if you give me those odds, I will take them. I'm assuming the national anthem was over, right? Because it was a duet. So, yeah. Yeah. The over under on that thing is usually two minutes. Oh, yeah. Because it it was a duet, they went to 215. Yeah. And it wound up running closer to 245. Oh, so so the bet was like if it's over two fifteen, then you win. If you bet over, and it was two forty, so it was almost three minutes, mm-hmm. almost, almost, like forty five seconds over the average of two minutes. So, yep. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed that. I I honestly enjoyed most aspects of the game, but you know, being a Texans fan, like the bar is super low right now. <laughs> oh no! So like you know. Like they got like they got a first down and I was impressed, you know. That's basically like where my bar's at. But no, I thought I mean I thought everything was uh good. Uh this was a weird year for advertising. Cause that's as you mentioned, a lot of companies they weren't advertising themselves. They were advertising, you know, for the country or unity or vaccine or like, you know, praising frontline workers or remembering people who passed from COVID. It is a very weird year. And if you tried to like 
go halfway. Like you could either be completely irreverent and not bring any of that stuff up and it worked, or you could just do that. But if you but if you were to try to like be serious and then end it with like, you know, buy my product or something, you were gonna get blasted on Twitter. So this was a very delicate year to advertise, let alone the fact that it was up to five point five million for a thirty second spot. So well, I think Indeed, or not Indeed, Squarespace might have hit it out of the park furthest uh, in that regard, is they got Dolly Parton to do a, a earnest ad for their service. Five to nine, right? Right, working five to nine, you know. But they paid her an, a, a ridiculous amount of money, which she then just donated. Like, the whole understanding was that she was going to donate whatever they paid her anyway. So it's you can really hit a you can really get a hit out of a yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna pretend, we're not gonna play the game of uh, you know unity or whatever we're gonna play our game of promoting our service but the person we're gonna bring in to do it is maybe the person who is you know deserves a Nobel Prize for her work like as a philanthropist in person so I think it works. Miss Jen, what about you? Any thoughts on the Super Bowl? Okay, so it's kind of a weird year, right? I don't know. I had this discussion this morning. It's very popular to hate Tom Brady, but I don't understand the popularity of hating this really nice guy. <laughs> and my brother, who was born in New Hampshire, has always been a Patriots fan. So my middle nephew is named Braden, and it's not a coincidence. <laughs> So I like Tom Brady for my brother and because he's a decent human being. And so I thought it was a really cool game. It was like, I know there were controversial like calls or whatever, but there always are in Super Bowl games. And I, I, I genuinely usually watch, watch Super Bowl and just yell for whoever's losing at that moment. Cause I like an underdog, but in this case, I really did like yelling for the team that won. It wasn't just like, I feel guilty because usually I'm like, oh, my underdog lost. But I don't know. It was kind of fun to have well, a winning. Well, but the underdog actually won. But in, but in this case, going in, Tampa Bay was the underdog. Oh, I didn't know Yeah, that. Kansas oh, City was a favorite. Well, then yay me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will, I will say this too. Um, I've disliked Tom Brady since his college days. Because he played for my school's rival. Ah. Um, however, I loved seeing him leave New England, go to Tampa, put this, you know, bring in all of these outcast guys, Bruce Arians, A.B., Leonard Fournette, and, you know, Mike, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, he's got, I'm blank on his name. He's been a wide receiver at Tampa his whole career. Um, but... You know, he's been down there just plugging away on terrible teams. He's been one of the best receivers in the NFL for years and put this team together and it pays off. You can't you, you can't be angry at the guy for that. And at the same time, you know, at 43 or whatever, he looks like he played at least 50. You can't hate the guy for that either. He can play at least for two years like this. And it, it surprised me a little bit that he announced that he's coming back. But but knowing that, like, just once again, Texans fan here and just denying, you know, the fact that pretty soon we won't have a quarterback again after waiting, I don't know, 18 years for one. Uh, but you can see, like, we're getting really sports nerdy real quick. But uh, speaking of good guys and long-term quarterbacks, Drew Brees took a $24 million pay cut to uh for for next season and i thought you know he was done but he was supposed to get like 25.43 million and he's taking the veterans minimum at 1.2 just to stick around and no one's complaining about it you know what i mean it's not like oh get this it wasn't like i remember with far where people were like dude is it time for you to retire and do like dad gene commercials or whatever but like he because it just became a thing where it's like okay he had the the beef or supposed to be for Aaron Rodgers, and now everyone's rethinking that. But it's like it, Breeze isn't like the the ragged veteran who just won't quit. Like people genuinely want him around that city and team and the NFL. And uh, 
it's so hard to find a quarterback that I could, you know, Tom Brady, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take him looking really bad for me to go, oh, just hang it up, dude. Especially now, I mean, everything he does from this point is going to be a record, right? Everything. I mean, it's just like, yeah, so. I think that's motivation for Drew Brees, though, is that's part of why Drew Brees is willing to come back at league minimum, you know, for a veteran. Because he throws a touchdown, he breaks Tom Brady's record. Then Tom Brady throws a t- two touchdowns and breaks it. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're back and forth, and I think they're just trying to outlast each other because whoever stays in the, the league one more game retires with all these records except for most Super Bowls. You know, like Tom Brady has them. I mean, nobody else going to catch him for a while. And it's – but the rest of those records, career passing, all the Peyton Manning records, all the – Warren Moon, Fran Tarkington records that the that they thought would never be broke. These guys have broken and are like lapping. And if they can both stay in the league another year or two, they may be unbreakable records because of how short the lifespan of a quarterback is these days. So you've got this weird kind of competitive nature between the two of them that I think is also fueling some of the decision making and and to that point you know it takes a lot more than just a quarterback like any quarterback you know they they put their literal life on the line and it comes down to that left tackle you know assuming they're thrown that way um or uh the the right if they're the southpaw but you just see someone like patrick mahomes who was just giving everything he had and, like, his offensive line was able just to do – I mean, he was just getting slammed by the end of that game. And he I was looked like he was his... playing for the Lions. Huh? He looked like he was playing for the Lions. Sure did. Oh, Brainy, go ahead. Uh, I was about to say, you know, um, I don't want to take anything away from him because you look at the plays. I, I think he did the correct move. He was about to get sacked, and he makes these amazing throws. The Buccaneers just had a better defense at that point. Yeah, uh, you know, they, they they he just couldn't complete them, and you notice like just an inch here or there, and that that's a complete pass, and you know they just they held him down. Uh, nothing to take away from him. I think he did a great job as far as his performance is concerned. <clears throat> and I'll say this too, and this is, I mean, yeah, we can really keep going on this topic, but I don't think we, you know, we're gonna rehash anything that hasn't already been said. But you have Antonio Brown. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Bruce Arians. Those guys have been there a lot. They they know that big game thing. And I think what you saw is experience beating talent. I think Kansas City's a lot more talented than Tampa Bay. But experience, the KG veterans, you know, the knowing how to get the calls to go your way and the knowing how to, you know, break the game your way really paid off. Oh, and you speak, speaking of veterans and speaking of, of college football, a guy who I forgot was even in the league still, and speaking of the Detroit Lions, we'll make it the trifecta, <laughs> and Donovan Sue, He came out with that, that huge sack uh, in the second half, and that's a guy who's been around forever. And, you know, these come over for Brady. In the postgame, they mentioned how many people came from the AFC to the NFC to play with him. You know, include, including uh, Gronk, who bro- broke uh, Disney World today, by the way, when he visited. And including Antonio Brown, who, of course, has uh, a whole series of things going on. But they were both able to come over, play, you know, a few games and get us another Super Bowl. <laughs> so it's like th- now that might speak to AFC versus NFC. I don't think it's a, exactly like a. Western Conference, Eastern Conference, uh, as far as NBA, as far as being lopsided or one better than the other. But um, when you have veterans playing with other veterans, and especially the ones that have been playing, you know, lucky enough to be healthy enough to play 10, 12 years, um, they're going to make it count, I think. And and not to take anything away from Kansas City or infer anything, but, you know, they won. They already won one, right? So it's like... It's just, it, it takes a little off. Now you can go, well, yeah, but Brady won seven. So should he have been, you know, <laughs> taking it seriously? But you have everyone else backing him up, you know, and, and a hungry coaching staff and just, you know, on down the line, everything. Yeah. Uh, 
But I play high-level competitive softball. Yeah. And one of the things you always want is a couple of dudes on your team who look like they should have hung it up a few years ago, but they always, they know how to put the ball where there's not a there is no fielder to score that run you need. They know how to throw that pitch that'll strike a guy out. You know, though you always need a couple of those guys on your team, and that is the difference maker in yesterday's game. Uh, High-level high competitive softball is the one where you just sip a beer rather than chug it, right, when you get to first? Uh, no, the, it's the one where uh, you have to wear a chest protector and a helmet to pitch because you could get killed. Oh, so we're talking underhand? Mm-hmm. Slow-pitch softball. Oh, not, but, not fast pitch, though. No, slow-pitch softball, but you got to wear a chest protector and helmet to pitch. And it, you know, and it's not because you're going to get hit by the ball. But it's because you're going to get hit by the batter and go run right after you and smack you in the back. <laughs> well, that could happen. But <laughs> no, it's uh, if you've ever seen those long haul bombers guys on TV. Oh, okay. I, I play with those guys. And it's you always want a couple of those dudes where you're like, that dude is like 325 pounds. His hair is gray. You know, why, what is he doing out there? And it's because he's secretly the, the weapon. You know, he's the guy who can walk up with one hand and hit the ball 300 feet, you know. But you always got to have those guys on your team, and it made a difference yesterday. Absolutely. Um, just to bring us all back to the realm of nerddom, uh, who is who? What? Who is the Tom Brady equivalent of superheroes right now? Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> he's the oldest. <laughs> okay, what about Brainy? What do you think? As far as age is concerned, you would have to go with Captain America. It's hard. Actually, I would lean more towards Wolverine. I think he might actually be older than Captain America. Where in Captain America, you know, was frozen for so many years. Wolverine lived all those years. And they date him back to freaking, what, 1800s now or something like that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess he would be the, the grandpa. I mean, Wonder Woman's team. immortal. We don't know exactly how old Wonder Woman is. Yeah. Miss Jen, what about you? I don't know. I was thinking, does Reed have an older version? Reed? Yeah. Reed Richards. No, was, no he just gets like, old. First family. So I just I was wondering if they had. Well, didn't they do dimension travel? So wouldn't that mean they could be older than most other people? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've hopped time as well, if I understand correctly. Right, and we could talk about how old are the Celestials. True. <laughs> but they're not superheroes, though. Celestials are Celestials. Yeah, um, I... I mean, yeah. I guess we'll call... We'll say the 1 million BC uh, Iron Fist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. I, I'm going to totally different route with this in my head, and I'm going to compare him to Spider-Man. Because Brady's had like one bad year of his whole career, and then Spider Man had brand new day, uh, or or you know, uh, and all all what the, the clone pre- saga one more one more day, brand more day, one whatever you brand know that that was like the equivalent of the one year that Brady was hurt for fifteen games. Um, but from from as far as like a superhero who has been sort of like knocking it out, out of the park on every medium for the last 17 years, along with, you know, Brady's, Brady's career, I think uh, I'm going to say Spider-Man. He's such a kid, though. Well, no, but I'm just yeah. talking about success, success, level of success and consistency. And I'm talking about not not the character, but... The movies, the video games, the like, just the. I mean, if you need like a media champion, it's Spider Man. What year did Iron Man come out? Uh, Go ahead. What year did Iron Man come out? Iron Man was that? uh, Yeah, 2008. So he's a little behind Tom Brady. Yeah. But I mean, Tom Brady took a no, a Nowheresville team. You know, they were, they were, I mean, they had the year that he came in where Drew Bledsoe was having his career year and got hurt and Brady came in. But before that, they were nowhere um, and built them into one of the greatest empires in modern football. And Iron Man, 
was a kind of nowhere character at the time. John Favreau comes in and makes a movie with him, and now you know he's the the guy for how many years in the Marvel universe? Like every Marvel comic had to have an Iron Man crossover, and Iron Man was all of a sudden a bestseller. And well, you know, I think Iron Man is up. He has an argument. He's you know he's we've had those characters in Marvel at least for a long time. Before Iron Man, it was Wolverine. Before that, it was Punisher. Before that, you know, you can go to Ghost Rider. And so they've always had a character that's always dominated the comic books and they've got to be in every single book whatsoever mm-hmm. i guess it's I just something uh, my thought was i thought they debuted about the same time but five-year difference i mean and we, you know you can obviously say batman as far as merchandising right because that symbol is everywhere video games just as many or more video games as spider-man over the last 20 years um action figure sales t-shirts all that but uh yeah i don't know the way i was kind of looking at it where it's like you know someone who's just a character that's just excelled or been like that consistent but the fact that brady's won seven super bowls i mean they're putting up the graphic it's more than the patriots ever won obviously because he helped them get most and then more than like uh i think the steelers so mm-hmm. but uh hey kyle i want to thank you for talking about brady for so long and just as a reminder your school has fared pretty well against his alma mater uh, ever since the guy who coaches, you know, where's Packing? That's not Jake from State Farm. Um, I, I can't believe they still hold on to that guy. OSU is dominating them, but anyway. Well, we've done that for since before that guy was there through a few other guys. But when Brady was there, we were not having that kind of luck. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, and, and Brady and Brady wasn't Brady then. For people that don't know, I mean, wasn't no. he like a fifth round pick? Yeah, he was. He he was not a great college quarterback. He was somebody who developed, and I think it had to do with the tutelage of the legend Drew Bledsoe. You know, I think it had to do with he learned from the best. But you know, we can. That's a whole other conversation for a whole other show. I think. Um, <laughs> but it's true. It's it's one of those things. Is that. The tables turn. They always turn. Eventually, the Texans will win a thing. Um, You know, eventually, the tables will turn and things won't go as favorable for Brady. I mean, it just happens that way. So, but if we want to bring it all back around, they debuted a trailer during the game last night that's very relevant to our interests. It is. um, And I do have that on the rundown, and we can go ahead and go to that. that was uh, Clarice, of course, is what you're speaking of, right? Exactly. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will say I'm excited for that. I don't understand where it falls exactly in the Hannibal timeline, but that's one of the many. It seems like a lot of TV trailers premiered more so than movies. I know they had F9, like the Fast and Furious. Uh, but what you're referring to, and it's not Timothy Chalamet is ever scissor hands, right? Just want to make, just want to double check. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, very was funny, but no. Okay, you were talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. Uh, that is coming out what the third week of March, March nineteenth, I believe. Yep. Um, and uh, this trailer was all over the place for me. I have no idea what was going on as far as like their dynamic, the story, anything. Who wants to start talking about that? What was your thought? What were your thoughts? So I, I'm actually saving the trailer for a reaction video because I haven't seen it yet. But I've, I've seen, I saw like the trailer of the trailer. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Brainy, did you see it? So uh, I did see it, but um, I was doing a live show at that time. Um, so my TV was muted. Um, so all, all I, all I, I saw the commercial, but you know, no sound effects, no, no dialogue, nothing. So I'm like, eh, <laughs> I'll watch it later. So yeah, I was that way with every single commercial. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, <laughs> when you have no sound or sound effect, it kind of, it kind of loses it as far as commercials are concerned. Interestingly enough though, there was a commercial that caught my eye and I'm like, oh wow. They, you know, it was the Cheetos commercial with, um, Aston, <laughs> Aston Kutcher and uh, Shaggy, I believe it was in the background. 
Uh, I'm like, hey, cool. Uh, that actually caught my eye. That, yeah, that kept my attention I, for a while. I mean, I would say that Mila Kunis probably ranks higher than, than Shaggy in that equation. But sure, she does, yeah. and I apologize. I didn't mean to leave her out. You know, she <laughs> right, was, uh... <laughs> Are we talking about Shaggy from Scooby-Doo or Shaggy It Wasn't Him? The non-important Shaggy. Shaggy the singer, Shaggy. <laughs> so Shaggy, the he has a huge club mix career in Europe, Shaggy? Yeah. <laughs> completely irrelevant in the United States? Got it. Okay. All right. And, uh, they I didn't were, see that one. They were both singing his a parody of his song rather badly, so I don't know what that uh, was. See, not that commercial. I got to watch it just to see what the heck the whole thing was. <laughs> Oh, so wait, did you also see that one without the audio? The whole game, I had no audio. Oh my, I, yeah. I was so, live on the radio, so. Uh, so they they sang, they they being uh, Ashton and Mila, they were singing a parody of his song. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't eat the Cheetos. You know, it wasn't me, so. It wasn't cheese? Which makes total sense now. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, that, but, so, okay, did anyone see it with the audio on that wants to talk about it? Kyle, you? The trailer? The trailer, yeah, not Shaggy. I watched it today. Um, <laughs> I didn't see it in the game because I was running a live show at the same time, but um, I did watch it today. Um, this is what I will say about it so that I can preserve the integrity of Miss Jen's reaction video and Brainy's soundless reaction. And, you know, um, do you know that episode of The Office where Kelly does the voiceover and goes, this day is bananas, B-A-N-A? It's that. It's it's bananas. It's The only thing that would be more bananas is a ad for Chiquita or Dole. Like, it was, it made no sense to me. I don't understand what's happening. The ad had no plot. But... I'm so amped. <laughs> like, <laughs> normally, normally this kind of ad would completely turn me off. I'd be like, I'm over it. I'm not even going to watch this stupid show. You know, why can't they have a, a Shuri and Winter Soldier show? Why do they got to put Sam Wilson in it? You know, why can't they tell me the story I want? You know, the White Rhino story. But no, no. The, the comedy play of 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 Sam Wilson versus uh you know uh uh Bucky really really works and I don't care that it made no sense um apparently that's a thing now for Marvel so we can go with it uh it doesn't have to make sense to be good I'm amped I'm ready well I'm sure they put them together Primarily because they're Captain America's, you know, right hand or a replacement in in the comic book. Oh, bit. Sure. They both replace Captain America, so it, it's it. As far as that's concerned, it makes total sense. Um, but you know, again, I I, I can't comment on like <laughs> that little ad right now. Yeah, no, I like I said, it's it's not the story I would have told where I marvel. I totally understand why they're telling it, but I'm saying that the trailer makes even less sense than the pairing <laughs> like the trailer the trailer do you guys remember the fast and the furious commercial or the trailer where they jumped the train the car off the cliff and it had to catch itself by a rope and swing itself around that's from well, the one where they all went to the rocks family mm-hmm. wasn't that in every single trailer <laughs> No, it was the it was the Fast and the Furious movie where they went and got the Rocks family SAG cards. Um, you know, uh, the last one, the one that came out before the one yeah. that they premiered last night. Yeah. Um, so it was nine, I believe, right, or something like that. Anyway, eight. your point. You know how that trailer made no sense. Correct. This trailer said to that trailer, "Hold my beer." <laughs> <laughs> I would have even used the, uh, you know, trying to drive onto a submarine in the ice. Then that also happened in there, right? But uh, no, he, here's the thing. So I don't know what the, you know, what Twitter's reaction was or yesterday, because frankly, it's just like we're gonna have to watch this thing to see what it's really about, right? Mm-hmm. But, but, but 
people were unbelievably cold towards WandaVision, right? Which kind of leads into the next part of our conversation, assuming everyone's caught up. But people were completely cold on WandaVision. They're like, what is this? I don't understand. This looks dumb. This is blah, blah. And the first episode happens. I knew. I knew I wouldn't like this. Blah, blah, blah. And then number two happens. I have no idea what's going on. Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like three was like, okay. And then at the end of three, everyone's mind was blown, you know. And then four, it's like an MCU film, which continued in episode five, which is the most recent. And now everyone's raving nonstop. Like, you know, this, this is the greatest. I love I love everything. So it, I, what you said about we don't need to make sense anymore, I think that's partly right. Because I think people are going to be uh, more adept at saying that, okay, whatever I'm seeing in the trailer, that's not the story. So I need to dive in this to see what the story is. Because, again, we're trying to preserve the surprises of the trailer for miss jen and her reaction video but um i don't know if you've seen if you've gone online you know, i'm sure today and and seen anything anyone talking about it there's massive speculation for bringing over a gigantic character you know through this show i mean like you can't even think of a bigger character but i'll let you know you you see if you catch it not everyone's going to catch catch it i mean it's just going to catch your ear and you're going to go wait a minute but um and so yeah we just have to wait i mean the trailer was weird it was like i mean honestly like i've been more excited by you know adam sandler comedy for netflix trailers than this just as far as like the way the dialogue the weird buddy dialogue and and i don't like those movies so it's like but because it's those characters and they they have another character that popped up and then something else happened that involves uh winter wear or bank robberies i'm talking in code but <laughs> it's huge there's some huge stuff in this trailer i mean possibly yeah. gigantic but even even if you take the trailer at face value there's some good stuff that's going to happen in the show and and it's going to be an action you know buddy action movie basically it's not going to be like wandavision so and then, and then you're going to go from that if you think it's weird now, you know, you being the collective you, you know, people, just wait for Loki, right? I mean, Loki's going to be like, <laughs> we're not going to know what's happening. So <laughs> this is this is this is the thing, right, for me, is it's, I, I've said it before, I think, on this show, and I've said it a million times other places. My problem is if you tell me you're going to tell me, if you, if you name a thing after a story, and you, you tell me you're going to tell this story, and then you tell a different story... I'm going to torch you. I'm going to hate what I'm seeing. I'm going to be angry and I'm going to torch it. I.E. Civil War. All right. Don't don't do that. Don't call something Ragnarok and then tell Planet Hulk. It didn't that didn't how that works. When you tell me Falcon and Winter Soldier. I have some preconceptions, but very limited preconceptions. So I there you know because there's been a there have been times where those two characters have interacted throughout the years that I've read, so my interactions are very my my preconceptions are pretty limited. So then when you see the trailer and the trailer is just out of left field, I'm like, all right, cool. I, you know, it doesn't bother me as much. Um, but when you see a trailer for something that you know like that, I think it's important to remember that we're actually treading relatively new ground. So for fans, that that fact that we're, we're we're pursuing a new avenue, or relatively new, leaves it open for a lot more creativity and a lot more fun storytelling. So I'm excited for it. I can get behind it. If we want to relate it to WandaVision, I would say bring back episodes one and two of WandaVision and chop the last three off and go from there. But we'll talk about that later. Wow, really? Well, we talk, yep. we talk about that now. I mean, what you know? Let's talk about it now. Who? Anyone? Is everyone caught up on WandaVision? First of all, yeah, we should be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five episodes in. Um, so no, Kyle, you started off because you know everyone else' attitude is probably the opposite. Where they're like, I didn't know what was going on through episode three, or at least to like that last minute, and now I'm hooked because. 
especially the beginning of episode four, um, we finally see someone that was unblipped, right? We hadn't seen that before, unless I'm misremembering or not remembering it. Um, and I think that hooked people immediately, anyone who was just kind of warm on the show or whatever. So what did you not like about the uh, last two episodes? We'll sort of start opposite. I don't like that they're shoehorning it into Marvel Universe. I I will say this. I absolutely am in love with um, the FBI agent's character, um, Randall Park, the guy Randall he plays. Park. I love him. I think he's amazing. I think it's hysterical. I want the rumors that they're pitching a show for him and Kat Dennings. Give me that show. I'm here for it. Burn the rest of it with fire. None of it's interesting. Because it's just more vanilla Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. But as... I'll let you finish your thought, Kyle. Okay. (laughs) The reason I like the first two episodes is because I had no idea what was happening. You know, WandaVision, I've read the Vision and Scarlet Witch stories. I read Tom King's Vision. I know kind of what this story is supposed to feel like, and it felt like that. Right? And so you also know if you've seen all the movies that Vision can't possibly be alive. Right? So you have this moment of this is clearly either a construct of some kind, an alternate dimension slash universe, or somebody's having a psychotic break and you can work with that. But now when it's, Oh, it's this real place that's being controlled by this person and all this stuff is happening. It becomes predictable and boring. Now I'm going to caveat all of that by saying the last minute and a half, two minutes of episode five was the first thing from episodes three, four, and five that I couldn't have predicted after episode two. So I think that this is what I think is going on. I think that where we, where they have led us to believe we are, mm-hmm. they in Mar- in Wanda's head or the, under Wanda's control, I don't think is where we are because those commercials they play don't make any sense in that world. They've given us Hydra, they've given us Strucker, and they've given us Lagos. And those three things don't make any sense coming from her. Except that she came from, you know, the Baron Strucker, you know, created Hydra, and she had the problem in Lagos that we know about. Like, their flashes in her head, I think that's her guilt. And I think that's her, her subconscious going, you're doing something you maybe ought not to be doing. And these are screw-ups you've had in your life. These are things you've let yourself fall into. These are things you've broken. Um, but I think the whole recasting of her brother, spoilers, but the whole, you know, the thing at the end with her brother yeah. is the first thing that doesn't jive with that thought. Right. And so for me, episode six will tell whether or not the, uh, the, the the last three episodes have been worth it. You know, and that's that's kind of my problem. It's like the second season of The Mandalorian, right? I didn't like most of it until the last five minutes, and the last five minutes redeems the five episodes before it. See, you know, I look at WandaVision in, in a little bit different uh, perspective i'm looking at it from hey you know we've got all these new properties that we need to figure out how to introduce into our humongous universe and the best way to do that is taking somebody who you know can manipulate the surroundings and people and rewrite history and i think you know that's exactly where they're headed we've read that already before where she did that and again for those of uh us who have not read uh house of m don't mean to spoil that guys uh but you know she's done that she she's rearranged reality to fit what she needs 
And you know, if you for comic book fans, we all know she's Magneto's daughter. Uh, of course, because of the legalities of it, they couldn't do that. And with WandaVision, they can actually introduce her again as Magneto's daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, she wrote it off from you know, the universe because that's what she wanted it to be. That's what I wanted so bad for the person that the door to be. I wanted to be Magneto so bad. <laughs> like, I'm going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, it's still cool, but I'm not, it's not as cool. <laughs> The people, the people behind the show are are saying, and I think this might be a stretch, but uh, how much stuff can I spoil something about the Mandalorian, or is there still a time restriction on that? I'm I'm still watching season. Okay, five. so there's a cameo, there's a cameo in the Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. The the producers of Wandavision are saying, wait, we're gonna have a cameo of those proportions in Wandavision. And and it's not who was at the door because who was at the door, that was spoiled three weeks ago by the voice actor that was doing his voice in Spanish. So a lot of people have known that was coming for three weeks. And they they you know they foreshadowed him during the show as well, where you know she what's her name um, the outsider she mentions him by name. Mon- uh, oh, Monica. Rambo. Monica, yeah. Um, she mentions well, him by name. Yeah, yeah. Correct. And then the kids, you know, they bring up the part of, you know, reviving dead, you know, the, the dog and everything. Um, so I, I, I think the hints were there. If you caught them, great. You know, if you missed them, then it was totally a surprise. So. Right. No, I mean, I think they, I, I can totally see that they were leaning in that direction. But for me, at least, Again, there's been nothing that's been not predictable in a couple of episodes. And I think it's they're either setting up something that's so wildly unpredictable by lulling you into this sense of predictability. You know, like it's the Family Matters theme song is going to pop, you know, whatever happened to the predictability. Mm-hmm. You know, or they've decided to shoehorn it back into what they feel the Marvel Cinematic Universe needs to be. And if they do that, this will be the only time I watch this show. It won't be something I rewatch. It won't be something I tell other people to watch. But if they, if they hit me the way the Mandalorian did at the end of season two, the way, you know, I think they have the opportunity to, now that I've been lulled into this sense of this is meh, then it will be one of the greatest things they've ever done. I trust Uncle John. <laughs> <laughs> he does all the pretty things that I like, so <laughs> I trust him. Not a bad play to make. Mm-mm. But, you know, when it when when they say, oh, it's all, when the line, it's all Wanda, I'm going, of course it is. How do we not know it? How did you not know that? Well, Two seconds in, you know. And then it's, oh, well, it's sword and it's okay. And then, you know, Kat Dennings from Thor shows up and okay, I get where we're going. I can I can draw the lines. We we also have to keep in mind that, you know, we're we're a different audience than most of Disney's audience. True. We know this stuff, wherein most of their audience have no clue about you know, the the back stories of what we know, so right. we're looking at it from a different perspective. Where they're trying to sell this to an audience that you know may—I I don't mean to be rude about it—but maybe clueless about everything. So I think well, it's working and, well in that aspect. And at this point, because I'm caught up now, like I was five weeks behind, I watched them all in one day. <laughs> um, I've also been watching people. Hey. If you're keeping up with WandaVision, here's this first Monica Rambeau appearance. This might be not spoiling it, not spoiling it directly, but playing that game. Mm-hmm. So I'm finally up to where everybody else is, where they're spoil. You know, these books that they're putting up that might be related. I'm finding out about in real time. <laughs> so I wonder. So I I may you, have come to it jaded. I think of Kyle. Maybe if you had watched it. 
in the same time period that the rest of the audience did, where you had a week to kind of absorb, a week to absorb. It, you might have a different relationship to, with the series, maybe. Right. No, I, again, I recognize that I am not the target demo. Um, I am not the, you know, watching it week to week guy. I am not the, you know, um, person with a family that can kind of relate to the family storyline that I am the guy who goes into these movies and tries to pick them apart. You know, I'm the guy trying to cast the M night Shyamalan ending two minutes into the movie. <laughs> like I get that that's who I am in this situation. So my views are just that they are very, from a very specific point of view. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like I watched the Mandalorian in two days, all of it. So my views on the Mandalorian are, I don't have time to forget things. Mm-hmm. So in, in, in WandaVision, it's, I saw it. I still remembered it. It's still fresh. Cause I just watched it 25 minutes ago. Yeah. Like I don't have time to forget little details. I don't have time to misremember things. I don't have time to combine it all together. I just have to just consume it. So there is something to that. Yeah. And you also didn't have the time to process it either. You know, you, you did consume it all at once. So you didn't get to enjoy that meal. You just chugged it down and, you know, you, just came out so it's understandable so i mean i'm excited for episode six because like i said i think i think any at any point any one episode could completely reframe the whole of what i've seen so far Mm -hmm. you know one little decision here one little decision there can in my mind be like oh okay all that stuff i thought was boring was just a red herring i dig it now You know, so we'll have to wait and see. But they did release a mid-season trailer, which I didn't see yet, for for WandaVision as well yesterday. Ooh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't either. I, yeah, uh, I, I read about thing. it on the internet. I, I, lo- I love all of it. I love all of it. I mean, I knew I was going to like it, having a bias towards sitcoms in that genre. Um, I... I, I'm telling you all, I'm filled with existential dread for what's going to happen to Tommy and Billy because I know who they are, right? But we don't know if that's, their, if that's what they're going to do. And and the moment I that, hope the, the the moment that Wanda and Vision had with about you know two or three minutes left in that episode, that filled me with dread too because I you know I probably know what's coming, but again we don't know how they're going to move on from that you know place they're in so well i i shoot where what was it just in my imagination but i think there is a part where both them team up and have to defend their their place uh where they you know i can't remember where i saw that but anyway um i apologize i do have King's vision run no it, it was a it was a commercial uh that i was, oh, watching. It was a commercial yeah. I'm trying to think of where it was in the comic. Some of the times where this has happened in the comic books, and, and I don't know if it's happened the same way, but you know, they, yeah. They but some of the you taking know, it from many different perspectives, right? Um, I do apologize, guys. I do have to head out. I have another meeting to head into again. Um, Mark, I'm going to leave you with this. Is it ever yeah. not five o'clock? Is it what? Ever not five o'clock? On your clock. Felix the cat the never moves. The clock. Oh, no, no. <laughs> the cat. Yeah, it's always five. It's always five <laughs> o'clock somewhere. All right, guys. I'll see you guys next time. See you, Brady. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm all about WandaVision, but so I understand. But I mean, I I get it. Like it's a uh, you know you saw something that was completely different, and now as you said, shoehorning it in. I I understand that aspect too, but. As Brandy said, I mean, if if all the rumors are going to be true, we're, we might end up with Mephisto, and then we might end up with, like, two-fifths of the Young Avengers out of this. So, yeah, I mean, I, like, yeah. I mean, I can get behind. Mephisto showing up would be the kind of hook that would be like, all right, I get it now. You know, oh, Mephisto is the one who gave Wanda the ability to bring Vision. Okay, great. You can tell a story that's not been told because there isn't that much backstory with these two characters in this way you can tread new ground and so i would be all about it but i will say this too i am 
you know, I've contributed to books on the American sitcom. I've studied sitcoms for a lot of years. I wish this was a sitcom. And it's not anymore. It was, and it's not anymore. You know, and that's, I think, what, I think that more than anything is what is what put the sour taste in my mouth. Is It's like, oh, we get a Marvel, we just get a cheesy, crappy Marvel sitcom. I love it. Like, and when I say crappy, I mean it's every sitcom trope you've ever seen, every I Love Lucy ripoff and parody you've ever seen, stolen from all throughout time. You know, I was waiting for the 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 community, the neighborhood watch guys for Vision to walk in and go, Viz, like he's Norm from Cheers. Like, this is what I wanted. And now it's this much deeper, more complex story. And I'm like, I don't need deeper or complex. I want vision. Like I want the episode where vision had the gum in the works made me so happy. I I just, I I understand what you're saying, but I think they risked 80% of their audience with those first three episodes. I really do. Like we're talking about like mainstream, take your family of four to, the next MCU movie audience, I think doing that quirky weirdness at the beginning, which I absolutely adore, uh, they risked 80% of their audience and it paid off for that 80% of the audience. So, you know, I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> it's going to be different for everybody, right? But I, I get both sides of that coin, but they were never going to do a sitcom that didn't manifest into the MCU universe somehow. <laughs> See, and that's where I've always struggled because as much as I want the money of that 80% of the fandom, (laughs) I totally want to tell them just to go stare at a wall somewhere and let those of us who have done the research enjoy this. Yeah. Those of us who are devoted our lives to this endeavor. (laughs) But then they get out their wallet and I'm like, you know what, whatever. (laughs) So we spent 45 minutes talking about, or an hour last week, talking about Keanu's comic, right? Yes. So it, it would only be fitting that there's huge comic news that broke today that who knows if this is true. I don't know. But, I hope it's not. I hope it's not. I hope it's not. Okay, so he, he knows exactly where I'm going. Uh, Keanu is craving Miss Jen, yes or no? What? Yes or no? Or, I mean, we know the rumors. What do you think? Well, I mean, it messes up my casting for him as Namor, so then, no, I don't like it. <laughs> And and See, Kyle, this is my casting for him is Moon Knight. So, <laughs> yeah, but Moon Knight's already been casted, right? Yeah, but that could fall apart. It's Hollywood. That dude could get hit by a bus. Um, I I just I've been looking at old art of, of Craven and all the key story arcs and stuff, and you know, someone had mentioned uh, there's a guy that that had a bit part in the last Pee Wee Herman movie. Um, his name was Joe Manganiello. Joe Mangiello. Joe Manganiello. Manganiello. No, I'm kidding. I know exactly who he is. But, okay. You mean but, Mr. Sofia Vergara? Mr. Sofia Vergara. But I just wanted to let people know that I knew that he was in the latest Pee Wee movie on Netflix because that's not at all what he's known for, right? He's known mostly for True Blood and oh. Deathstroke, potentially, right? I know him for playing D&D. Right. Also that. But he would be a perfect Craven. Yep. A big hulking dude that has a great personality and like could be over the top. I don't want... I, here's what I don't want. I don't want John Wick to be Craven. So if they're casting him to play Keanu as John Wick as Craven and make Craven like downtrodden and broody, I'm not... I'm not, not it okay. has nothing to do with... I'm not going to say, oh, he's not big enough. Like people will do that about Wonder Woman or who. No, I'm talking about the the acting. Like, I don't want him to be playing, you know, John Wick as Craven. That doesn't work. <laughs> better yeah. as the Jackal, honestly. He's yeah. More like a Jackal personality. Yeah, and, and that's fine. I want him to be in the MCU. Uh, Namor would be fantastic, but I, I don't know. I hope that's not true. But I also kind of like I don't really understand what they're doing with this like Sony Spider Man pocket universe. Because obviously, Spider-Verse is one of the best things. Loved it. Awesome. 
it was fantastic and so for so many different reasons um the the two spider-man movies with tom holland because they have full access to mcu great venom and and morbius we have to wait and see but it's like i'm kind of tired of the not even like not even one whole foot in but like just kind of just towing the line of are we in the mcu i don't know like no we don't need that anymore like i don't know if we need a craven movie at all but if we Man, do are you gonna do craven's last hunt or are you just gonna do a movie where craven shows up we're like, gonna do if, they're if gonna, gonna, gonna do a craven do... movie it's not gonna have spider-man so it won't be last hunt they don't even know if spider-man's gonna so be don't in. even waste your time exactly <laughs> don't even bother you either do craven's last hunt or you leave craven out of it until you can do craven's last hunt yeah like because again 80 percent of your 80 percent of your people who are going to show up to that have no idea who the hell craven is no uh -huh. you know it's you do the one story everybody can kind kind of knows about and you bring in tom holland spider-man who i would love to see him lose and you know do that movie or you cast Keanu as somebody else, you know, go out there and try and bring Bill and Ted into the Marvel universe for all I care. I don't care. Just do not, do not, do not ruin Craven by making it be Keanu Reeves. Yeah. The, the whole, the whole, like we're going to do a Venom movie, but it's not going to have Spider-Man and, and we're going to do Morbius, but it has Michael Keaton in the trailer, but we don't know what, I don't know. I'm just kind of. I I know that Sony has the rights and they want to make money off those rights, but I'll be right a, back. Keep talking. The 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 way they did it with Spider Man and Tony Stark and the first Tom Holland Spider Man was perfect, right? I mean, awesome. I just don't understand why they can't do a fifty fifty deal or whatever. Uh, Miss Jen will end the show as usual. Uh, comics. So anything that surprised you last week coming out this week? I know that you just. You know, the the orders are always uh, in your head. So anything that you can remember coming out or that people should know about? Well, okay. For last week, the big things were the Star Wars ones, right? It was the High Republic Adventures number one that came out and then High Republic number two from the main storyline. Everyone was very happy with those, as they should be, because that universe is awesome. And then I was looking for this week. What I think people are going to go crazy for. There's a whole bunch of second prints of stuff and third prints. I don't know. It, there, it feels like that happens often where there, it just kind of like rotates into where there's a whole bunch of reprint weeks. But uh, Radiant Black drops. Uh, Orcs drops. Uh, White Ash presents Galarian. It's just an offshoot of White Ash. It's kind of a cool character. There's a really beautiful cover that everyone's going to want for that one for sure. Because it's just the art to die for. One called Casual Fling. I think what else is like. People are going to try to find. Really, I really think that people are going to be. Showing up big time for. It's the it's third print for High Republic. And all the different. Any of the, has any of the other High Republic stuff come out. Besides the comic. Yeah, so there's uh, at least two novels out. Oh, already? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, last week, the only piece of news we didn't touch on, and I get why we didn't touch on it, is that there was some controversy with the Immortal Hulk that happened last week, which we won't get into, but there was some, you know, that happened, which was a weird... A weird moment in comics, but this week there's uh, there are a number of books from what I would call the smaller end publishers that I'm very excited about. Um, you know, Scouts Honor number two, Scouts Honor number one did really well. Um, Caliber has Mobius coming out, which I've been hearing about this from my Caliber guys for months and months and months so i'm excited for mobius uh and there was one other one but i can't for the life of me remember what it was was it for number ones casual uh, i'm not sure if it was a number one or not i'm just trying to remember because it was one that i made sure to write a note about 
Did you read Fear Cases last week? Uh, I It's in my hand, right? It's in my bag to read tonight. Oh, you must. Mm-hmm. Oh, you must. So good. It's a lot messed up. Oh, second printings of Ha Ha number one arrive also. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a oh. good but lots of other stuff. And, and you know what? You know why I wrote it down? Because we talked about you talked about it on your show this past weekend. The map maker. Number yep. one from Scout. Yep. That's one that I've got on my list that I think that may be my pick of the week this week. I think you'll like it. Yeah, we got it. We got it in store. When did I open that box? Friday? Uh, Saturday. On Friday, I think. No, it was Saturday because you're on Saturday. No, I did a, I did an unboxing. I thought uh, you, yeah, you did it right before the show. Oh, that's right. You, you're right. You did part of it and then came on the experience and did part of it. <laughs> I did crazy stuff. Yep. But no, um, I mean, if we're going back and we're looking at uh, for deeper issues, uh, American Vampire 1976, number five, I'm excited for. Um, Homesick Pilots, number three. Uh, and I Walk with Monsters, number three. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So. Those are the comics that I'm, you know, got on my list. There's a bunch of other ones um, from Humanoid Space Bastards, number two. Like, there's just, I read weird stuff. Jen will tell you, I don't often buy big two. uh, Hardly ever. Um, So, you know, it's been, for me, it's been Future State Books, Spider-Man, and then a whole bunch of indie stuff for a long time and so i'm very excited about some of those books that are coming out uh and on foc was it did foc today yep 20 fists or is that foc next week i got i don't remember wasn't on my foc this week all right it's got to be next week 20 fists Mm Yeah, uh, y- y'all always name so many comics, and I get to read like zero a week. So I got to start doing a better job. But I should probably just pick like random indie that that you guys rattle off once a week. Um, Kyle, one last question for you though. Real quick, yeah. Mark. Real quick. Oh, Miss Jen, yep. did you order the new Three Stooges book from American Mythology? I did not. I am very okay, sorry. Okay, I'll have to find it. No big deal. <laughs> I screwed up and didn't put it on my pull list. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, I guess that's not the big two. That's the big three. So you're fine. Never mind. American mythology? No, the, the Three Stooges. Oh, yeah. Well, I think this is actually the middle three because that looks like Shemp on the cover. So. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's been someone throughout history where Shemp was their favorite Three Stooge. It's true. What was the uh, what was the not curly guy? What was his name? There was Shemp, and right. then there was Curly Joe. So there was Curly and Curly Joe? Well, so it was Larry, Moe, and Curly. Right. And it was Larry, Moe, and Shemp. And then it was uh-huh. Mary, Larry, Moe, and Curly Joe. Right, so they replaced Curly with Curly Joe. Mm-hmm. Like, but he was basically Curly, too. I think it was his brother. Oh, Okay. And that concludes my TED Talk on Three Stooges. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, guys, thanks for uh, talking with me about all this stuff as usual. Thanks to Brainy, uh, who had to get out of here a little early. But <laughs> and thanks, Kyle. Uh, Kyle, just one ending thought real quick. Would you watch a Craven movie starring Keanu Reeves if it was written by Aaron Sorkin? No. Oh. I would do it because really of my allegiance to Sorkin. Yeah. Huh, yeah, but I would yell at the screen the whole time, <laughs> like it's a rewatch of uh, Social Network. Yeah, I just had to throw that out there. But anyway, we'll we'll see that again. These are un, you know, the, these rumors. These are rumors. So uh, we'll see when that's actually uh, like in it, when it's listed in like you know Entertainment Weekly or something and becomes official. We'll have the discussion again, or we won't if it didn't change. But. <laughs> Anyway, thanks 
for watching, listening to Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by Space Cadets Collection, Collection, and Adventure Begins. Check out the other Woodlands Online shows like Taste Buds, Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, and more. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KBQT HD21, over the air on your television. All these shows are more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. And you can listen to the audio version of this and their other podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll see you next time on Nerd News Now.